Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivianttracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How's it going? Hi, I'm really good. I'm looking at our TikTok account, which is, seems to be up and running and healthy again. Yes, I'm looking at that too. Our TikTok at with Zibby and Tracy. It says, my video, how can I spice up my sex life has 41,000 views. And I caught my husband watching hashtag, 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 how do I deal with this has over half a million views. So you never know what you're going to find when we look at our TikTok. No, I know, but you know what? By that hashtag, hashtag, the word is porn. They've got people on TikTok doing all sorts and yet we get banned. I, I know. just find they that just like maybe us. it's why we get banned because I'm always on here saying, why do I keep getting banned? Maybe know. they listen to our podcast and they don't like us. How can they not like us? We're so likable and friendly and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's people naked on there. How can we be possibly offending anybody? I mean, I'm it's just like, ridiculous. You know, not. Yeah, ridiculous. Here I am in like my workout clothes in my office on TikTok talking to you about <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. Anyway. I'm the same. Anyway, never mind. Okay. So per <laughs> usual, we have three questions anonymously sourced from the website, sextalkpod.com, in case anybody wants to add your own questions. Okay. Here's question number one. My husband of 30 years recently bought a pair of VR goggles for work. The other night I found him in bed wearing the goggles and he was fully aroused and touching himself. <laughs> he didn't know I was in the room at the time. When I asked him what he was watching, he told me it was virtual porn and that I should try it. I was repulsed and would not. Am I out of touch? Is it wrong to think he's cheating on me with a virtual person? Is this even normal? I mean... Well, okay. So they've been married 30 years. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably someone in their mid fifties, right? Or or 60 or something like that. So there's like this mid 50, 60 year old man now wearing VR goggles, which like only my teenage (laughs) son knows how to operate. So (laughs) lying on a bed, lying on a bed. And by the way, for anyone who has not seen VR goggles, they are huge. It's like wearing- No, they're not anymore. They're not anymore. What? They're not. They're quite compact and small. Because honestly, I did a big thing about virtual porn about three weeks ago, and I was amazed that everybody recommends exactly the same headset, which is on Amazon. It's about 300 quid, and it's quite tidy now. It's just a little, I mean, it's probably about six inches, eight inches wide and long. So they're not the big contraptions that they used to be. 
They're not like that. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's an interesting visual. So you take it from here. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, interestingly, I went to see, have you seen the Van Gogh exhibition? It's in New York at the moment. Van Gogh? Yeah, Van Gogh. Would you say Van Gogh? Van Gogh, because everyone here says Van Gogh, and people pronounce it so differently all the time. But anyway, we're talking about the same artist. We are sunflowers and the one who cut off his ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go and see that, the the immersive one includes this little five minute bit where they say, "Do you want to watch the you know VR reality thing?" And we were like, "No, not really." And they said, "It's really good." Well, turned out to be one of the most wonderful experiences of my life. You you literally are guided through these fields of Provence seeing it as the painter saw it. But the way they did it was, I I just can't tell you, it was was just extraordinary. I just wanted to stay there and no one wanted it to finish. It was just the most amazing experience. And because I'd written about virtual porn, I thought, oh my God, I came out of that and I was raving. Imagine if I had an orgasm as well. Oh my God, crazy. Really? How (laughs) virtual porn, which I've never seen, it must be absolutely out of this world. And it is out of this world. And this is a bit of a problem for many reasons. Now, the thing about virtual porn is that virtual reality used to be very expensive. You needed all that clumsy, cumbersome equipment and no one really did it unless they were a dedicated gamer or something like that. But of course, the porn industry has now put loads of money into it and it's now much more accessible. And it is big business. I mean, there's 100 million users and 60% of those are watching porn. As I said, what you need is a headset, which will set you back. Well, you can watch it on your phone, actually, but it's not a very good experience. So you need a headset... And then you just head on over, which is 300 quid outlay. You head on over to either a mainstream site like Pornhub. They have 3,000 free videos there. Or you can subscribe and get these amazing personalized experiences. It costs heaps of money to make these things, by the way. Now, the problem with them is that they're too good. They really are very good. So how is real life sex ever going to compare to this, right? Because there's already studies showing that men who use virtual porn all the time can find, you know, normal old missionary (laughs) lights off position with their girlfriend on a Saturday night is not going to cut it, is it? And the other problem is that it's made us rethink the cheating issue with porn because I don't think that watching a normal video, a porn video where you're not interacting, you're just passively watching it is cheating on your partner. But if you are watching something where you can actually interact with somebody in a real environment that feels so real, what is that? I mean, I, after watching that little film about the painter, I said to my husband, you are not allowed to watch virtual porn. No way. (laughs) And he was like, well, you're fine with porn. I was like, yeah, but not that. Not if it's going to be that real. There's something different about it. It's just... This is my one, well, actually, no, I did I did another exhibition with Alice in Wonderland where you went down a rabbit hole and stuff, which was great, but not like this. And it's, it's because, I mean, when I did the story for the Daily Mail, I interviewed a lot of guys about it. And one guy was really fixated on this particular porn star. And she's made this 3D reality live show where you can go in there and talk to her and touch her and have sex with her. What? And he, yes. And he said it was like, the reality except better than what it probably would have been in reality. Now, there are so many complications with it. So I think the interactive element, if somebody's watching virtual porn and interacting, I would say, to me, even though it's not cheating in the flesh, to me, that would be cheating. I wouldn't like that. You can build a relationship on stuff like that. 
The other problem with it, as I said, is that it makes real sex pale in comparison. And I mean, if you've got the choice, I think what will happen is that men will choose this over sex with their partners because sex with a partner, it needs a lot more effort, doesn't it? You've got to get your wife in the mood or your partner in the mood. You've got to, you know, do all the right things. You've got to have foreplay. You've got to, you know, if you, and especially if you've got a sex problem with your marriage, what are you going to do? Are you going to go off to see a therapist, do the hard work, or are you just going to put on a pair of these, you know, goggles or headsets and have what lots of guys said was the best sex of their life? I mean, there's already research saying that men who have trouble attracting women in real life, you know, the incels and all those sort of people, will just give up and use virtual reality porn. And you can't pretend this is not going to become the norm. It is going to become the norm. They, they reckon in about between five or 10 years, all porn will be virtual reality. So it is something that we're going to have to grapple with. And of course, all the problems with normal porn are just made worse by making it even better because already you've got porn, normal porn that's available whenever the guy feels like it, you know, in whatever whim he feels like at the time. And of course, this doesn't happen in, in real bedrooms. You know, you don't suddenly say, you know what? I think it'd be great if you put an orange in your mouth and I put you in a gimp suit. You know, <laughs> that's not going to cut it. But you can just go, you know what? That's exactly what I'm going to watch on porn today. So we're already struggling with porn. And now this is going to make it even worse. It does have pluses, though, I have to say. Like for lonely people who can't access sex, this would be fantastic. It's a great way to try out a new experience. Like, say, if you did want to explore it together, you could maybe go to a sex party, which is which you can do already, see how you like it. You could try out a threesome, see how you like it, and then discuss whether you want to take it through to real life. It's, you know, it's adding another dimension to people who do already watch porn with each other. I mean, sex educators are saying it could be a great way to demonstrate techniques to people because it's so 3D. You could see it from all different angles. Soon, they reckon it would be the norm to have virtual sex with your partner, which opens up a whole host oh of stuff. Gosh. I mean, it is, isn't it? It's so, amazing so now, two, So now, like, you and your partner are both supposed to put on the headsets and have... Vir- I mean, to be honest, what this is going to do is, like slowly ruin the human race, right? If everybody stops having sex, then there will be no more human beings. If everybody's just (laughs) sitting around, like having sex with robots, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Except they'll be doing it for reproduction. Then it'll be really boring because you're so used to doing it. But if you're a long distance relationship partner, it would be great. Say you've got somebody with a high libido or a low libido. Well, you know, if just putting on a pair of a headset is not too much effort, is it? you can still continue to have sex. So there are lots of pluses to this as well as there are minuses, but this, it's the ethics, Ibi. Right. You can pay, if you've got enough cash, you can pay a firm to create an avatar of anyone. All you've got to do is give them some kind of likeness. So that could be your ex, it could be your mother-in-law, it could be you know, the man across the street, it could be the mind boggles and they will create it for you and then you are effectively going to have virtual sex with them against their will. Now, some of these companies this require is like consent. very upsetting news. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, not upsetting, but concerning, right? Like- really concerning. Really concerning. But there are lots of people who love it. I mean, it's an amazing experience. As I said, I came out of that and that was a, you know, a nice little innocent romp through a few fields. If you come out of it with some amazing erotic experience added on top of that, I mean, I do think it's the beginning of the end of sex. But and go on. No, just like human connection, physically and emotionally, 
is something that people are getting away from and that is so important to have. This is like, I understand all the benefits, obviously, and yet you're essentially robbing yourself of some of the tenets of like humanity, really, right? I mean, not to be too lofty about it, but... It's troubling. Of you are. But you know what? On the other hand, I was just having a thought then that when vibrators first came out, everyone said, oh, women are going to stop having sex with men. They're just going to have sex with their vibrators. And they're not because it's not all about the orgasm. It is about the intimacy. It is about touch and smell and feeling and tasting and all those things, which you can't do on virtual porn. So, you know, will it or won't it? Will it just become just like porn? We just do it as a side course and still have sex with our partners. Well, I think the effect will be very different on people who are used to having, you know, non-virtual reality sex versus people who are growing up now. And this is on the menu as like an alternative path. Like that's what's troubling to me in particular, not the people who are you know, who older are now. Doing but going back to the question, I just realised I forgot to say. <laughs> was, you forgot to answer the advice. question. Yeah, we went into a whole esoterical thing. With I think that she should definitely have a chat with her partner, and don't be too scared about it. Just say, look, I've been reading up about it. I've heard it's a thing. You know, I would love to have a try and see what it's like. But can I just? Can we just talk about some rules or some things? Because there are certain things that I don't mind that you do, and certain things that I do, and then set out whatever it is that your line not to be crossed is. That might be, to me, it would definitely be no interaction with anyone. I wouldn't, I would be not happy with a live show of any type. And also say that you're worried that if he starts getting into this all the time, then sex with you will be boring. So just voice your fears and have a very adult conversation about it. I wouldn't say he probably is interacting with anybody. It sounds like he's just discovered it himself. And like all things, some people will love it and become addicted or other people will go, oh, yeah, it was interesting, and then just go back to what they were doing before. Well, you so. are going to have to try this and, and report back, basically, is what's going to have to happen. Well, <laughs> you've got the headset. You try it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to load it on my son's headset and be like, can I just borrow this for a second? Oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine. He'll be like I the can't. most popular kid around. Like, look what my mom put on my headset. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you have to load it onto the headset. That is don't awesome. Don't you? Yes. Don't, I mean, no, I don't know. No. I don't know how it works, really. No, I think you you just, but the other thing is they take up tons of room. So if you do download something, apparently, which is the best way to watch it, your whole computer's just lo- overloaded already. So there's tons of flaws they have to fix. But I am going to find somebody with a headset and get them to report back. Well, I did, I did. But somebody I know rather than some random person. Anyway, okay. there you go. Stay tuned. Interesting, though, isn't it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> question number two. That was very interesting. I feel like there will be a lot more talk about this in years to come. So you're pioneering this. So thanks. Okay, question two. I can't, I can't, I like scream this and, you know, I can't orgasm from oral sex and I would really like to learn to. This is especially an issue because I date women as well as men and oral is a big deal for women who date women. I'm in my mid twenties, was raised to be very unashamed and to have a positive view of sex. I don't feel awkward or ashamed of my genitals and have no issue with someone's face, with someone's face all up in there. Thank you for this question. I just feel awkward lying on my back. I just, this is even getting better. I just feel awkward lying on my back like a bug who can't flip back over and I don't know what to do with my arms. I also find the sensation of a tongue down there is just annoying. It tickles a little and other than that feels like nothing. I can orgasm just fine with my fingers. I've owned vibrators but don't like them and oral just never compares. Can I learn to enjoy oral? Have my partners just been bad at oral? (laughs) 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Over. I know, I know. I was waiting for you to read that because I read that and I was absolutely laughing and laughing and laughing because it's just hilarious. That that bit about the bug is just priceless, oh I think. But also, I don't think there's the way that question is worded. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that there's any shame issues going on here or lack of confidence. There's none of that. So absolutely um, brilliant question. The bug thing, right, just don't have oral sex in that position. Like, don't lie on your back and have oral sex. And I think the best position for somebody who's clearly, you know, doesn't have any issues with shame or uh, no lack of confidence is for her to be on top. So whether it's a man or a woman, you get on top, straddle their face. You know, you can put your hands on the wall in front for balance if you need to. And this will do two things, right? Number one, it will make you active instead of passive. And I wonder whether the whole bug not being able to flip over thing (laughs) is more about not being the dominant one in bed and just having to lie back and take and just not liking that feeling. So that will put you in a different dynamic and it will also put you in charge. So you can lift and lower yourself. You can move, you know, to the left or to the right and get it in just the right spot. So (laughs) your face. So that is a very good thing to do. Now, the other thing that I think you're doing, or this person who wrote in, is I think that she is spectatoring. Because she's made it such a big deal, like you're saying, you know, well, I sleep with women as well as men and it's such a big thing with women. Well, yes, it is. But it's not the only thing that two women can do together. So I think it's become a very big deal. And when things become a big deal, you tend to float above yourself and watch yourself when you're having sex. And I think when she's lying flat on her back, you're thinking, oh, my God, do I look as awkward as I feel? Do I look like a bug that can't flip over? And the minute you start thinking like that, you're not going to have a climax because you're too not in the room. In order to have a climax and have an orgasm, you've got to be in the room. You've got to be present. You've got to be focused on the feelings. So that's probably another reason why that's not happening. The tickly thing, its you, you're not the only one to complain about this. I mean, loads of women say, I don't like it. It feels too tickly. It's just annoying. I i love oral sex, as we've said, Zippy, and far too much information for Zippy. But I sometimes find it tickly. It can just feel tickly. Now, if it feels tickly, it usually means that it's just too light pressure. So just apply more pressure and that feeling should go. I found it unusual that this woman couldn't climax in the two most reliable ways for most women, which is a vibrator and oral sex, right? Which makes me wonder whether she needs 
sperm is stimulation because a tongue is quite soft, right? And maybe the vibrator she's tried was quite soft and maybe not very strong. So I think maybe the reason she prefers the fingers is because she likes firm stimulation. So you could either press down using a vibrator or get them to use a much firmer stimulation than they're already using. Because some people just have nerve endings that need more stimulation. I reckon that's probably it. And the question about, you know, have all my partners been bad at it? Well, I would have thought that being a woman who also sits with women, you're probably better placed than most to comment on how good their technique is. And I find it difficult that all of them would be really bad, don't you? I I just think that it's probably... But it also begs the question, do you give feedback or do you just lie there and hope that they hit the spot? Because if you don't, this, this is your answer to everything, is to say, look, that feels a bit tickly. Can you do it harder? Could you go to the right? Could you go to the left? Look, this isn't really working for me. And maybe you can bind fingers with oral. doesn't have to be just a tongue. You can use other stuff as well. So I would see where all this takes you. And also, don't worry about it. It's not the end of the world. Plenty of women don't like oral sex, even if they're lesbian or gay. So, uh, you know, there are other things that you can do. So it's not the biggest deal in the world. But try those things and be interested to see. I'm really interested to know if they did make a difference for you. Yes. Changing technique. Right, right back. Let us know. Just sign it, yes. you know, bug lady or something and we'll, <laughs> we'll get your email. <laughs> okay. Question three. My boyfriend is, my boyfriend, sometimes I literally, I don't know why I do this show with you, Tracy. Sometimes I'm literally <laughs> like, what am I doing? Why do I do this? I don't know. But anyway. Because okay. you're learning things and you're no, funny. Oh my gosh. I mean, I have so much fun, but this is so mortifying to me. Okay. Question number three. My boyfriend is having trouble staying hard and I'm worried if it's because of me. He has no problem getting it up and with me touching him, he responds quite well. It's when we get to penetration that he loses some, if not most, of his erection. Once he's inside, he has no problem getting going and is able to orgasm, but it's the in-between period of penetration and sex that is causing the issue. Is this potentially ED related? I can tell he's quite frustrated with it and want to be able to help slash reassure him. Well, this is... (laughs) This is classic performance anxiety, textbook classic performance anxiety, because there's no physical issues because he can get an erection the rest of the time. So there's no blood flow issues at all. This is purely psychological. And I can tell you exactly what happened and how this happened. Once, the first time it it happened, everything was going smoothly. And then all of a sudden, he just lost his erection for a few seconds, this sounds like, right? This is not a problem. And then you both looked down and went, well, that hasn't happened before. And he was like, wow, this is embarrassing. This hasn't happened before. And both of you freaked out about something which is absolutely, completely normal. Then what happens is you're both thinking, gosh, I hope next time round this isn't going to happen. And that's all your brain needs. It just clings onto that. I hope this doesn't happen next time round. So the next time, instead of being all relaxed about it and having dismissed it as nothing and never giving it another thought, you're both, like, it's all you know, building up to the moment of penetration and surprise, surprise, it happens again. Because the minute you introduce anxiety, of course, you know, penises have emotions like their owner. They reflect their owner's state. So if the owner is happy and relaxed, so the penis is happy to get on with its job and get erect. But the minute you both worry, of course, and it will continue to happen as long as you worry. This is called situational impotence. It means that 
It's a very mild case, but it just means that in certain situations, he's having troubles getting an erection. Now, the way it, it nearly always happens with something as simple as this, and then men get themselves into a cycle, so every single time they have a problem getting an erection. And it is so really upsetting for me when things like this happen, because if we talked about this more often, this is why podcasts like this is so good. The, if men knew that most men, all men, lose their erection several times during a sex session, it's just that half the time you don't notice it. It's And it's extremely common, by the way, for it to happen just before penetration, because you stop doing something and there's a little pause. Sometimes you're putting on a condom, you're just fiddling around, getting yourself into position before it happens. And all it takes is a few seconds of no stimulation for the penis to go down. So it's normal. It's more normal to lose your erection just before penetration than it is to just quickly get straight into it. You know, I don't know how old this guy is, but it's such a normal thing. And it is not a problem at all because all he's having is a little fumble moment and then it's back on track. So you both, the way to normalise this and the way to get past this is you've got to have a conversation about it and say to him, look, do you know what? I've been reading up about this whole, you know, thing where, you know, lately, you know, you, you lose your erection for a few seconds before penetration. Apparently, it's really normal. And so I think that we've made a big, you know, nothing over this and we should just completely stop worrying about it and say, you know, sometimes I'm really aroused and I don't get wet. So I think it's probably the same kind of thing. So I think we should really not worry about that anymore. So have that conversation. It, it will still happen the next time round. But when it does this time, just be really lighthearted about it and go, oh, here it is again. Oh, well, never mind. It's only going to be a few minutes and then it'll be gone. And just, just try and be playful about it. And, you know, if you feel like you need to avoid having penetrative sex for a while, then do that. But it really, it happens to everybody. This is not even a problem. So please, and the other thing is the worst thing that a woman can do when a man has erection problems is to think that it's her because it just makes it worse. Because then he's thinking, oh my God, she thinks I don't fancy her. She thinks she's got fat thighs. She thinks that I'm in love with a girl in the bottle shop. You know, it's, it's just, it's not you. If it was you, he wouldn't be able to get an erection the rest of the time. So please, please, Anyone out there who has a guy who, ha who has the odd erection wobble, please don't. Just, just, just be really lighthearted about it. Why are you laughing? I, I love that you're calling it the erection wobble. Like oh, it's no. a good thing. I know. <laughs> No, is that a, is that the real term? You should. Some guys said to me, "No, it's not a real term. It's a new term." To me, it makes it less threatening. But I did have one guy write in and said, "I hate it when you say that because oh. it just I just find it really demeaning. I don't know why it's demeaning. I think it sounds like a not a problem if it's just a wobble." <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh I think gosh. it turns it into something not to worry about. Hey, one quick point that I just thought about that. The only other reason why he might have a problem just before penetration is if he's worried about getting you pregnant. So have you had failed contraception? That's just a thought. Maybe if condom broke, it might be him remembering that subconsciously and thinking, hmm, maybe I need to be worried about this. Could be something like that. Doubt it, though. Could I think be. it's just the other thing, Never really. Know. Don't want any no, more kids. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Sex tip of the week. Sex tip of the week. Now, if you want, all right, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you want to know a quick and dead easy way to make sex more exciting? What do you reckon is the quickest, easiest way? To make sex more exciting? Yeah. I, I don't take quizzes on this show. I'm sorry. 
don't. <laughs> All right, my answer is this, change location. But I don't mean go and do it in the bathroom, go and do it in another room, blah, blah. I mean have sexy encounters elsewhere. So that hand that usually runs up your thigh that you know so well is boring if they do it as you're watching TV, right? Well, it's probably exciting for you with four kids, but if you don't have kids, it's boring. You are not bringing me into this. Thank you very much. <laughs> but if you're in a restaurant that's got long, you know, handy long tablecloths and the hand goes snaking up your thigh, that's incredibly exciting, right? Right? Same thing, really exciting. A big, long, snoggy kiss with tongues in the back of a cab or an Uber is way more exciting than in your bedroom at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. You know what I mean? When most couples have sex. So take these little sexy things that you're so used to when you're in a long-term relationship and do them somewhere else. It's like, it really is. I mean, that whole real estate thing, location, location, location. Think like that. Like, go and have sex on the bonnet of your car. Like, do do it in other scenarios as well. But just take little bite-sized bits of sex and do them in places where you don't and you will find them way more exciting. We're going to get like a a customer service thing from Uber soon, you know. (laughs) Like, who's been telling everybody to be hooking up in our cars? Oh, my God. Anyway. All right. Well, Tracy, thank you for another totally entertaining laugh fest full of information and helpful things for everybody. So oh, thank God. you. That bug thing has put me off your laurel sex in that position for life. I think it's oh, hilarious. Oh, my God. Too funny. It is too funny. Too funny. Okay. Same time right. next week. Same time next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.